0: So I want to share with you today some things about maturity. And these will be signs of maturity. But before we go into that, I want to share with you there's three kinds of people. There is what's called the natural man, Tyung Taong, Hindipa <inaudible> born again. He's just a normal, natural person. He was born a natural birth, but has not yet experienced a spiritual birth. So that person needs a relationship with Christ. The second kind of person is what's called the carnal person, the carnal man. Now, carnal means fleshly. Ibig sabihin, kung ano yung nasa sense niya sa five senses ng kanyang katawan, yan ang ng kanyang buhay. You live and make decisions based sa feelings, how you see things with your eyes, how you... Feel with your touch based on what you hear and smell and taste. So all of this is a carnal person. This person is just living out of his soul and body. Now, the body, of course, is the five senses. The soul would be his mind and will and emotions. You could be a carnal person and you could be a carnal Christian even because you make decisions based on what you think, how you feel and what you want and a lot of people just live their life you know let me think and then I'll make the best decision what my logic and my reasoning and understanding I'll just and we think that's right even though the Bible says do not lean on your own understanding but instead trust the Lord and your feelings I said this your feelings are very deceptive you're not your feelings But if you always make your decisions in life, uh, what what feels good or what, you know, I feel hurt, so I won't go to a cell group. (laughs) If you make your life decisions based on how you feel, what you think, what you want, well, I want to be appreciated. I'll serve somewhere where they praise me, where they appreciate and love me. If you always do what you want, what you feel, what you think, or what your body tells you to do you're a carnal person even though you may be a born-again Christian you're loved you're saved but you're carnal and all of us in some ways sometimes we're carnal but a spiritual man is this one the spiritual man is the person who has received Christ in his spirit and whatever the Holy Spirit wants, yan ang masusunod. Whatever Christ thinks, kung ano yung nasa isip ni Jesus, maski na conflict yan sa pag-iisip mo, ang masusunod is yung mind of Christ. And did you know God also has feelings? May soul ang Dios, May mind, may will, may emotions. Kung ano yung feeling ni God kung anong burden ng kanyang heart, kung anong priority niya, yan ang magiging feeling mo. The spiritual man is like this. The highest rank is the Holy Spirit. Siya ang boss. The Holy Spirit inside of you is the CEO and final decision maker ng bawat decision ng buhay mo. And the soul will submit to anong, kung anong gusto ng Holy Spirit. Kung anong sinabi ni God, yun. kahit ma-conflict yan sa feelings ko, my soul is underneath. Dapat, and of course, the body will just follow kung anong decision ng soul. So the natural man needs a relationship with Christ. The carnal man needs to mature up in his spiritual sensitivity. And the spiritual man needs to help others to also mature. So are you a carnal man? Are you a spiritual person? I want to give you four. There's many more. But I want to give you four signs of maturity today. Number one, the sign of maturity. Ito makikita natin, and hopefully you can gauge yourself. Are you growing mature? One of the signs of spiritual maturity is that you are not attached to earthly things. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's possessions. Maybe it's career, education. Something na pang-mundo. If you are attached to earthly things, you're a natural or carnal person. Because a spiritually matured person is not in love, okay, in love with earthly things. There's a song we used to sing. It goes like this. It goes, This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Because be in this world is not our home. So I'm not in love with uh, my things, my clothes, my cell phone. I'm, if, I'm not attached to these things. I'm not in love with a house or having investments or having even a, a, a great career. You know, th- all of these things you can have, just don't let them have you. Does that make sense? You can have money, but don't let money rule you and have you. So, uh, a spiritually matured person is not attached. Don't let your heart na mahuluk ang loob mo samanga things on the earth. It says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17 do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, come on, read it with me. The love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father but from the world. Listen. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. So don't let anything or anyone come before God. Sinabi ko sa mga singles kagabi, find a spouse or a potential mate for your life by finding someone who's in love with God higit sa lahat. If you find someone who loves God more than anything and that person puts God number one in her life or in his life, So long as he puts God in the proper place sa buhay niya, automatically he will put you in the proper place in his life. So God would be the priority. And you have to be willing. Listen, ito, God will test your maturity. Tests are not to, para mabagsak ka, but tests are to promote you to another level. God does not give you a test to down you, but to increase you. But mark my words, you will be tested. You will be tested with this point, number one, about earthly things. And there may come a time when God will ask you to give up something. God asked Abraham to give up his son Isaac, Jesus asked the rich young ruler. To sell everything he had on earth and give the money away (laughs) and follow him. That was a test. Are you willing to let go with things? You got to learn to serve God with wealth. You can have wealth. Small wealth, medium wealth, big wealth. You know, if you have small money, call it wealth. Don't, don't say, I'm poor. Call it, it doesn't matter how much. If you've got two pesos, you say, I'm wealthy. It is wealth. It, listen, it, it, it just depends on how you think about it. It's wealth. Serve God with your wealth. Let your wealth be on a mission. Let your money have a mission. And make sure you have a mission <laughs> because the money will chase you if you're chasing God. Let your earthly possessions and earthly things serve you serving God. Don't serve money, serve God. And earthly things will serve you in your mission of serving God. Does that make sense? So hold things very loosely. If you got a cell phone a really nice clothes or car or whatever, just don't hold things so tightly. Have a generous attitude. It says in Luke chapter 14, verse 26, if you want to be my follower, Sabini Jesus, you must love me more than your own father or mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, more than your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. Alamni Paul See, Apostle Paul had the great uh, education. He was. He he graduated from the top school of his day. He had one of the most expensive educations you could have. What's the most expensive school in the Philippines? Ateneo, probably right. But I think Paul had probably an education abroad. What's the most expensive school abroad? Because mga they go Harvard or Oxford or something. The Apostle Paul had the most expensive and the most prestigious education. And then in Philippians chapter three. This is what he said. If others had a reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. I once thought all these were so very important, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the priceless gain of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I may have Christ. He was no longer attached to his worldly position, his credentials, or anything on the world. I mean, it's all garbage compared to knowing Christ. A spiritually matured person Recognizes that things are there, things are okay, education, your career, but it's not the number one. Now, your parents may tell you, number one, education, you have to get a good job. You have, and they put a lot of priority on that. And a lot of youth will even skip church because, well, you know, we have an exam. I have to review, or this or that. But, you know, education, money, position, Credentials are not number one. Paul says it's garbage compared to knowing Christ. Your mission in life is more than the things you can own, the things you can do, and even relationships. Many Christians, even in this church, who had relationships with unbelievers, finally realized this is not going to work. I cannot Hold on to this relationship and my covenant with Christ at the same time. I have to make a choice. Are you going to make that choice? And in uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 28, Peter began to mention all that he and the other disciples had left behind. Sabini Peter, we've given up everything to follow you. And Jesus said, He replied, I assure you, That everyone who has given up house or brother or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news will receive now in return a hundred times over houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children and property with persecutions in and in the world to come, they will have eternal life. This is the truth. You give up. any Whatever you give up for the Lord, you will not lose it. You will enjoy a hundred times more. Yes, there's persecutions because through the persecutions, we enter into sharing fellowship with Christ in his sufferings so that we share also in his glory. Okay, so it's not a problem. Persecutions don't make you... Uh, unjoyful. Is Is that a word? Persecutions don't rob your joy. At the end of the day, we want to be happy in life. Persecutions do not minus your joy level. Being attached to worldly things reduces your joy level. And the Bible says that these are weeds. Remember the parable of the sower? The worries, the cares, and the riches of this world choke out the seed, the life of God. So don't be attached. Number two, don't be affected by criticisms of others. One sign of spiritual maturity is you're not affected by the criticisms or the praises of other people. You're saying, but Tim, that's impossible. They criticized me. I was affected. Dama yung ego ko. Dama yung aking feelings. No, but listen, your approval should come from Christ. 1 Corinthians 4 Verse three to five, Paul says it matters very little what you or anyone else thinks. It is the Lord himself who examines me and decides. So be careful not to jump to conclusions before the Lord returns as to whether or not someone is faithful. When the Lord comes, he will bring our deepest secrets to light. And will reveal our private motives. And then God will give to everyone whatever praise is due. Don't live your life for the praises of people. That they will praise you and compliment you and, and give you some popularity, publicity. They will promote you and say your name on the microphone. You have to watch your heart. Because the Lord will bring to light. He will bring to open the secret motives of your heart. If I praised you, maybe I'll pick out one or two people here today. I could pick out any one of you. And I will praise you and just boost you, promote you, and say nice things about you on the microphone. And if that really affects you big time, if that really makes you like me more, (laughs) if that really makes you more loyal to me, or it really boosts your day, then you need to be concerned about the condition of your spiritual maturity. Does that fill up your tank and fuel you because you heard some praises from man? Or if I criticized you on the microphone, and I embarrassed you, at napahiya ka dahil publicly na-disgrace ka. And I know in this culture, that's a big deal a really big deal. Kung napahiya ka, maraming tao nakarinig, you might not even come back to church. But if that really crushes your emotions, if that really affects you so much that you could even stop attending, quit talking to me, I'm just giving an example, then you need to check your heart Are you spiritually mature? Because a stable, matured person receives his emotional stability from the Lord. What God thinks of you, not what other people say about you. If you are very affected, I mean too much affected by what people say, what other people think, paranoid kalagi. Anong sabi niya? Anong sabi niya tungkol sa akin? Anong, ano ang iniisip niya? If you're very concerned, you're carnal. It's immaturity. And you cannot enter into the next level of your inheritance. A matured person is not so affected by criticisms of other people or the praises. Mga tao, yung kanilang opinions fluctuates. It's not stable. Someday, you walk here and somebody will say, Ang ganda-ganda mo. ganda mo. Sexy mo. And then you go downstairs, the same day, hindi ka gain weight, but the same day you go downstairs and someone says, ang taba-taba mo ngayon. It just proves that people's opinions are not stable, not reliable. Their criticisms, their praises are not really reliable. You need to get the opinion of God and seek to live your life for His praises, for His approval, not for the approval of men. It's good to have compliments and praises. You can feel good about that, but don't let it give you a big head of pride. And it hurts, of course, to be embarrassed, but don't let that move your decisions. The scripture says, I shall not be moved. I'll say of the Lord, he is my strength, my rock, my fortress. In him will I stand, not in the opinions of other people. Don't let the criticisms or the praises of people move you or affect your decisions in life. That's maturity. Did you hear me? A baby is very self-conscious. But a matured adult is God-conscious. Okay, Self-conscious, uh, how's my hair? How's my clothes? What do they think of me? Laging iniisip mong sarili mo. But a matured person is God- Conscious. The not problem in Saul, King Saul. He was so paranoid about what the people thought. First so, Samuel chapter thirteen, verse eleven. Sabina, the people are leaving me. I had to do this, or else they would quit. He felt obligated. How many times do I hear someone even uh, quit one church and went to attend another church? And then, I would ask them, they would, I would say, why? Eh, kasi pinilit nila ako, pakikisama, di ako pwedeng mag... Ibig sabihin, sa pakikisama, yan ang nagpapatakbo ng buhay mo, ng mga decisions ng buhay mo. That's wrong. That's very immature. That you make your decisions based on what other people want or think. Number three, maturity is where you can discern where God is at work. You discern. Alam me discern? Parang may discernment, may awareness. Well, I think God is at work over here sa area ng buhay ko to. And it doesn't mean that you know how God is at work or why God is doing that. But a spiritually matured person is able to discern. I feel I I, I can sense the move of God here. God is moving in that situation. So tuwing may crisis or a, a loss, biglang, what's the name of that bagyo before? Pepping ba? You know, on, Ondoy, or Pepeng, you know, and when there's a crisis, a disaster, or something major comes in your life that, you know, someone dies, a loved one dies, or you have a big breakup with a relationship, a problem, health crisis, whatever, finances, whenever a crisis or a loss comes, A spiritually immature person will start to blame God, question God, quit the faith, panic, fear. But you are, one sign that you are spiritually matured is you don't panic, you sense the move of God. You don't know why this disaster happened, but you know God's moving over here. You know that God is working behind the scenes, and you just discern that. When my, in 1998, my brother died here in Bawang. Twelve months later, my other brother died in an airplane crash. Twelve months again later, my cousin, a very close cousin to me, died in a car crash. Sunod-sunod ang mga loss and death and crisis in our family. But our family knows that God is moving. We don't know how or why this happened. We don't know, well, we know how. We don't know why. But we don't abandon the faith. We say, God is moving. And then we could see very quickly, sa funeral ng kapatid ko pa sa funeral niya, we could see there was people standing up giving, test, giving testimonies about how their life was changed by my brother. And so I said, yep, that's the move of God. God is turning things around. What Satan meant for evil, God turned around for good. At yunang sinabi ni Joseph. Remember, Joseph was sold by his own brothers into slavery And then he had a hard life in jail, out of jail, accused in jail. He had a hard life as a slave. But then God promoted him. At siya'y ging parang second in command ng buong bansang Egypt. And then he told his brothers later, don't worry, I forgive you. Sabi niya, what you meant for evil, God was moving. There was a crisis in my life, but God was at work. God brought me here. God did this. God did that. God sent me. God was behind it. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, God causes everything to work for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purposes for them. So many people think, kapag may masama nangyari sa buhay mo, biglang papasok sa isip nila, no? God is punishing me. Galit ng Diyos sa akin. This is my... Siguro God is trying to binibigyan niya ako ng leksyon. Something like that. But God is not punishing you. God is moving. You've got to discern the move of God. And number four is a spiritually matured person demonstrates God's kind of love. Demonstrate. Alam mo naman sa mga department stores, minsan mayroong booth doon, at pinapakita nila yung latest uh, gadget sa pang kitchen, pang cooking, or something, and gumagawa sila ng demonstration. This is how it works. You know, this is how you chop with this machine, or this is how you clean, and then they do a sample, a demonstration. You need to sample and demonstrate and manifest God's kind of love. Okay, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. It's not just about romantic love, but God's kind of love. The Bible calls it agape. Sabihin mo agape. Agape love is God's kind of love. Ibang klase. Ibang uri sa love ng tao. And the Bible says in Romans 5 verse 5 that God has poured out His love, His kind of love, yung kanyang agape. God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. See, so when you demonstrate that love, (inaudible) lumalabas ang flow ng love ni God out of you and it touches other people. And each time you obey God or each time you demonstrate God's love, He replenishes. God never lets you be empty of His love. Never. When you spend out love, by loving someone with agape, God replenishes that. You try it. Go love somebody who's poor or sick or weak or hurting. You go love them with nothing in return. Just pour out love. And when you walk away, God will, I promise you, God will refill you. You try it. You obey God with something very difficult, something you don't want to do, but God is telling you to do it. Obey that. Spend the love to obey what God told you to do. And afterwards, you will be refilled with interest, with more. God will never let you go empty on love. Okay? We love because he first loved us. And there's two ways to practice this message today, to apply. Number one is identify the areas where you need to grow. Okay? So do you need to grow doing something number one? Now being affected by the uh, by the I'm uh, being attached to the earthly things? Do you need to gross on number two? Are you too affected? kanila. Are you too affected? Do you get do you get uh, too proud when people praise you? Or number three, are you unable to discern? Can you discern God's move? Or number four, do you need to grow, love me, God? Identify the areas where you need to grow, okay? Second Corinthians 13, 5 says, examine yourself to see whether or not you're really in faith. See? Search me, O God, and know my heart and test my thoughts. Okay, number two, be filled and led by the Holy Spirit. You're not leading the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's on top. He should be leading your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, and your body. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and led. Now, Jesus said this in Luke chapter 11, verse 3. He says, as bad as you are, you still know how to give good gifts to your children. But your heavenly Father is even more ready, so be more ready, ready to give the Holy Spirit To anyone who asks, my question is this, have you asked to be baptized? Not just with water, but have you asked Jesus, the baptizer of the Holy Spirit, to baptize you with the Holy Spirit? Have you asked for that? It's, you don't work for it, you don't attend church 350 times to qualify You just ask. And Jesus said, the Father is ready to give the Holy Spirit to anyone who asks. Would you like that gift today? You cannot live a spiritually matured life without the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 said, as many of those who are led by the Spirit are sons, and the word son is huios, the matured sons, They are sons of God. If you're led by the Spirit, you're a a matured son of God. If you're not filled and not led by the Spirit, you're immature, carnal, fleshly. As we pray right now, I want you to really ask like Jesus recommended. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain ask for the Holy Spirit to fill you and to lead your life. Father, thank you for loving us with agape. Thank you that you're always moving in every situation. And I pray, Lord, that we will not be affected by criticisms or, or even the praises of other people. And that we will not be attached to earthly things. Mature us, Lord, so that we may walk as huios, sons of our living Father in heaven. We may taste and experience more and more levels of the inheritance and so, Father, just like Jesus recommended, we ask now, fill me. Give me the gift. I receive what you have already arranged. I receive that today. The baptism, the fullness, the overwhelming filling of your Holy Spirit. The power to live a matured life. and Receive that in faith with or without feelings, with or without manifestations. I just believe that what you said is true, that you will baptize with the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit will lead our lives. Father, we receive that gift today. We receive that truth today. Lead us now, Father, and let us discern your move in Jesus' name. Amen.